Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Welcome to this week's episode of Why Am I Sad? I'm Cass. I'm George. And I'm Tom. And we're fine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, blue skies. Hello, lovely day. Super fine. So fine, in fact, we're going to answer some questions today. So That fine? Oh, absolutely. Oh, fine grit. Wear that sandpaper you use when you want it to be shiny, not just smooth. Ooh, that's a, that's the classy sandpaper. Yeah. What's that? What's is it? Wet and dry sandpaper? Is that the the two kinds? Or you- oh, I'm just thinking of how fine the grit is, and the finer it is, the finer your piece will be at the end. But you have to you have to do it in stages. You know, much like your own life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rub an abrasive surface on your own life yep. until. You are the shiniest you can be. Yeah, and then you can the move on to the a, like, less that you abrasive rub on your and less abrasive and less abrasive. Yep. And, eventually- and then eventually you're just cuddling a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first question is as such. Over the past two months, I felt myself feeling a little bit more down and irritated than usual until three weeks ago I had a full-on depressive episode. I've talked to my doctor already, I've made some therapy appointments to work through things, but I was hoping you all could help me with some immediate practical strategies of just getting through the workday. I've only been at this current job for a few months, so I don't feel like I can ask for leave or anything. I work for a smallish events company, all remote work except business travel to events, in a senior position. I'm also a one-person department, so there isn't someone else to help with my projects. It's really hard to be positive or flexible when someone gives you criticism or wants you to change something you've been working on, and when a couple comments make you cry for over an hour. After that horrid extra depression week, I'm muddling through now. Personal life and hobbies are feeling okay enough, but work is hard. Old work trauma and doubts keep bubbling up. I'm also finding that with my depression where it's at, I can't handle work stress. A difficult phone call or personal issue are enough to make me want to quit the job entirely. The job is making my depression worse and the depression is making the job worse, but I know logically this job isn't terrible even though I feel like it is. Any advice? It sounds like you really do need a break. I find that any sort of stress or stress-adjacent thing, like when you're sad, I in my brain previously it's been one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, I can be like you know, three out of 10 sad and I can be like four out of 10 stressed or whatever and I can be like three out of 10 happy and it sort of balances it out. But it's not so much that there are all these different bars to fill. I feel like it's one bar that just constantly, (laughs) you just keep pouring stuff on and it, it fills because we've all had those moments where it's like, 
one thing happens and all of a sudden you're upset and it's almost confusing because we don't think of ourselves as constantly filling up to a level. We think of like, oh, you know, I'm pretty stressed about this, I'm pretty sad about this, I'm pretty happy about this, but it, our brains, I don't think, as complex and beautiful machinery as they are, they're not that tricky, you know, like <laughs> things like that. There's only so much stress we can handle and stress can be mental, it can be physical, it can come from putting in mental effort into something that you really care about. It can come from being emotionally stressed about an issue. It can come from, you know, having financial stress, having stress about how your stress is already affecting you. Like it all counts and it all stacks. Yes. And you, you just need it. You need to drain your bar a bit. And I, I, know, I know that sounds really difficult. And you said you've only been in your job for a few months, so it's, you know, hard to ask for time off. But I think it's worth it. It's not it's not even a case of it's hard to ask for time off. The way the world works is that when you have a job, you have sick leave and you're entitled to take that sick leave. The last 18 months have completely changed the way I think about my job. Um, I used to very much be like, oh, I can't really take leave because, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, no, no. Our, we get, I'm going to get very angry socialist for a bit and I'd like to apologize in advance before oh, I dive down that hole. Yes. All right. Yes, I love this. <laughs> We have been fed the lie that a work-life balance that's good is five days of work, two days off for those of us who work full time. Mm-hmm. That's not balance. That's the most uneven seesaw I've ever seen in my fucking <laughs> life. Now, you've already got uh, the benefit by the sounds of it, having remote working, which is only something a few workplaces have embraced and they're trying to get people back in offices. And it's like, it doesn't matter if the work gets done and someone can get that work done in two hours, say, instead of five hours sitting in an office with interruptions constantly, then let them do it. Like... Your boss is not your friend. They are your boss first. Um, As someone who works for a podcast network where my boss is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of this kind of stuff, so like you should not be made to feel guilty, stressed. If If your workplace is putting any pressure on you to be like, oh, no, it's really hard for you to take time off, then that isn't a healthy workplace to work for. There's so many things that workplaces do and have done. Oh, we're like a big family. No, you're not. You're a workplace. Like just... You should not feel bad that you need to put yourself before your job because guess what? You should always put yourself before your job. Your job is a thing that provides you money to live your life. That is what it is. And if your job is fucking up your ability to do the thing that it's supposed to pay to do, then you've got you've to take time off. You're owed time off. Two months of work, you'll have, you'll have accrued enough leave. You've got sick leave you can take. You can take personal days. If you're remote working already, you may be even able to be like, hey, can I like start my remote work a little bit later on and, and manage your time better that way, even in a even in a quiet private way, so your boss doesn't realize you are taking time off to say, I don't know, watch some test cricket. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 basically my whole stance on it, is that that and I know that if you're in a in a headspace where things aren't great, it can seem hard to do this. But as someone who Went through a period of my life where I just, every stressful thing that happened to me, I just put in my back pocket to worry about later. And then one day I couldn't sit down because my back pockets were full. So, perfect. Um, you stand up and work. Yeah. You don't need to sit down anyway. <laughs> <Seems> new cancer, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Buy new pants, all pockets. Um, then, yeah, you, if, if, you need, if you need to take two days, three days, just whatever to do, to do nothing or to, to go to those appointments, do it. Put your job second. Always. I completely agree with Tom. Like, if you think about especially the way office situations are managed, 
you will hear the language that people use to describe. You have a manager. It is their job to manage you and the things that happen. They get and they and they get paid more to do it. So if if someone is above you and it is their job to manage what you do, obviously not micromanage, but you know, manage the workload for everyone below them and you come to them saying I can't work cuz I'm sick. It's part of their job to sort it out. Like you, that is that is what they're being paid to do. You know, if someone comes to you with a problem that's relevant to you, it sounds like you're the kind of person who would be like, "Yeah, well this one's my responsibility." It sounds like you do take responsibility for the work that you do. Um this isn't your job like it's not your job to manage workflow you know to the sides of you if that makes sense um and if you also think you know we're we're referred to in office jobs as human resources they're seeing us as resources and even in terms of if we're putting it like in those machine terms if you are not well in any capacity you are not going to be working to your best ability and it is much more like, even in this shitty way of looking at workers as not people they'd want you working at your better capacity and you will feel a lot better doing it you will produce better work if you're happier at your job and it sounds like you do realize that you do like your job outside of these circumstances then if if you're having trouble asking for time off Say you are trick him. No, don't trick him. Sorry, that's, but no, trick him. Well, <laughs> no, no, trick him. Like, look, if if you're working from home and you're like, I need to do these things, set expectations of like, this is what I'm going to be able to do on my work from home day. See if you can do it fast and take the rest of the day off. I don't know. Set up a little, trick him like a remote control car to move your mouse around or something. Like, if if you're still concerned about you know work and stuff, sometimes a lot of work is being there or proving that you are there, you can trick them. Also, if you need to ask for time off for your mental health, that's fine. And if if you're in an environment where you don't think that's going to go down very well, um, bad environment, but just say you're sick because that counts. Like if you are not well in any respect, you you are sick. I've I've done it before being like, sorry, I wasn't, I was sick. If, if I'm in a situation where I don't, I don't want to get into mental health because you know that if you say mental health things, people are going to, get weird and ask questions or they're going to be like, oh, what? You, you, like sometimes you're just in those situations where you're like, I know if I say this, you're going to, you're going to, you're not just going to take it at face value because it's not something that you personally understand. Say you're sick. Like, that's yeah. so fine. If, um, especially if you've, uh, any mental thing that happens to you ends up having physical ailments. So talk about those. If like you want if, to tell the truth. Yeah. You if, if, you, <laughs> if, if you want to still be telling the truth. If you want to still be telling the truth. Like if you are really struggling you know, with depression and you can't get out of bed, be like, I'm sorry, I'm really sick at the moment. I'm just going through like some fatigue and I've, you know, I've spoken to doctors because that's what a psychologist is. Like I've spoken to doctors. They say it's going to get better. I just need to rest. You can, and you can get notes from <laughs> your psychologist if you need, like they are, they are, I don't know about therapists or specifically, but doctors are doctors. They can write you a note. Like if you, if you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it all counts. I think like one of the things though is that if you just started and look, I know this is a stigma thing, a mental thing as well, but if you just, and like mental health is something which uh, is definitely important and needs to be acted on. But obviously when you're first starting out, especially you know the vibe, saying something like I need a mental health day after two weeks is sending a terrible signal to your boss. Like I can understand that logic of not wanting to. Yeah. Like I actually get that. So like- what oh, I would sure. say, though, is this person might be falling to the category, though, of not doing anything. And it's like a sick day is fine because you can just mm-hmm. totally take a sick day and be like, nah, I don't want to talk today. And the problem a lot of people do with that is that they feel like the world's going to end if they don't, if they t- take a sick day. And that's always like, I think it's a thing that people 
struggle to get through. So while I don't know about claiming the mental health day early on, I reckon a sick day yeah, you can do. That counts. You can do that. And then and then enjoy the fuck out of that sick. Just sleep or do whatever. But there's nothing better than a sick day. Yeah. Fake yeah. sick days are my favorite. Ugh. Well, chucking a sickie—it's Australian tradition. If you yeah. don't, if you don't rest, you won't be well. You, we need rest so badly. I had a day where I had worked way too much in a couple of days, and I went outside and I was, I was like, I know that I'm about to work a really big thing, so I found that I had a day off, and I was like, I need to actually make time for myself to rest, otherwise I'm not gonna be good. Like if I'm not actively resting and <laughs> actively resting but you know I had taken days off before and gone on hikes and it's like that's not a day off that's not rest you're not actually taking time for yourself so I went outside and I lied down on my table in the backyard and I hung my head over the end of the table and I watched bugs for so long and it was one of the nicest things I've done because even the bugs were resting they live for like a week and I watched <laughs> bugs rest and it made me feel so much nicer and more calm like I already knew I was like okay I gotta rest like that's really important if I don't rest I think I've just been doing like training at work I'm like if I don't rest I'm not gonna remember anything like that's your brain needs time to process things so I was like do it so you can you know it was a tool for me to have like a better 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 at work better in my day-to-day life and these bugs like there was this one particular leaf that had like grown up out of the ground and flopped over a little bit and a little a little bee came out and sat down on the leaf and he started scrubbing his eyes and he tooled out his back legs and started brushing off his back. And then I was like, oh, man, that guy's going at it. And then he just sat there for a bit and then he flew away. And then a fly came over and sat on the same leaf. Like there was a good leaf in the garden. That so many bu- <laughs> The fly did the same thing. He just like, like washed his little eyes. He rubbed his little back. He did some self-care and he just sat. And then there was another giant leaf, I think, from cabbage. <laughs> And all these moths were sitting on it. And it was like four moths on a leaf and they just sat there. And then every now and then one of them would get up, go eat some pollen from a flower and go back. And just watching, like we always think of, we have that phrase, busy bee. We think of bugs as like these like really strong workers with amazing work ethic, but they rest. Like they are, they don't have minds and they still, like they don't have the mind to be like, oh, maybe I should do this word. And they still know to rest because it is so important. D- take a sick day. Do do it, it really is important. Like it's so important. <laughs> oh, it, it, and again, if if your work is built in a way where they're like, oh, oh well, your job's too important for you to be like it's going to be hard, then you need to be paid more. So yeah. the solution is you either need way more money because if your job is so important that you can't take a single day off, you're not being paid enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be like on five figures. I don't know more. I don't know how numbers <laughs> work. Definitely more. A lot of you, figures. They, we six, can hope they're on five figures. figures at least. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> six, six figures. Five, I'm on four that's, figures. That's, <laughs> five figures is like minimum 10 grand. So Yeah, yeah. So, so six figures. Um, but yeah, but if... I, I, as someone who used to not take days off when I was sick or if I was like feeling a bit under the weather, I just used to push through and then on a weekend I would just, call, I'd be no good because I've pushed myself through a week when I should have stayed home mm. um, because I was always like, oh no, I don't need to take a sick day, I don't need to take a sick day. They just sit there. They just sit there. I used to, my boss at my current job used to send me an email every like, you know, end of 12 months being like, you have too much annual leave. Like that's another thing that, that sounds insane, 
but your workplace, so even if you're you're struggling to look at it from your own perspective and you, you want to look at it from a business perspective, businesses need you to take annual leave. They need, because they have budgets and they actually have a stream of money set aside for your annual leave that needs to be spent every 12 months. Because otherwise so they lose it. Because otherwise they lose it, but also otherwise <laughs> That's someone not how looks at works. <laughs> some places so, do. So, some you places lose it. Lose the annual. <laughs> Where does it go? No, no. no the, the budget. <laughs> but the budget, yeah. But like, yeah. yeah I don't know but also, it, it looks bad on their books. So, from a business perspective, they want employees taking breaks. So, you know, you, you you've been there for a few months. You could take a day off, a sick day, which doesn't count as annual leave anyway. You could take a couple of sick days for medical appointments. Your boss doesn't. You don't have to tell your boss what they're for. But like, hey, I got a couple of health things I've got to take care of. I'm a bit unwell. I've got to go to a doctor. Like, that's you can get a doctor's note. You can do all of that. Yeah, you can. Like, you can go to a GP, and if the GP knows your like psych and your treatment history, they can write you a very general sick note. So it comes from a non-mental you, you health. You can doctor. get them from pharmacists too. You don't even have to go to a GP. Wow. But if you do less than two, like that's because I remember I used to make a rule for myself when I was working at the bank, which was always like every, I think it was four months or maybe it was three, four months, whatever. I was like, I, cause I don't get sick that much at all. So I'm always like, take two days off always just because it, it's going to compile. So at least yeah. do that every, every few months, take two days off in a row. I do two days cause it's more realistic than one day. Who has one day? It's like, have two. It's more realistic. <laughs> Mate, it's the, everyone should do it. You and should. it's important because I think some people don't because they think that they're so important. But it's like unless you're doing your own, you're working your own business, like you just, you're just not. No one is. No one is. Everything's fine. Yeah, and also so, like if you, you think just feel guilty for no reason. The, the way you've written this email, it seems like you are a very compassionate person. If someone else came to you and they were like, "I am sick. I need to stop working," you wouldn't be like, "Oh, evil, mean, selfish person. How dare you? We have." Papers that need stapling. You, you'd be like, oh, my God, I hope you feel better. Like, no, I've never been in a situation where someone was sick and people didn't go, oh, are they okay? Like, like that, that is a person. You are a person. <laughs> we, Everyone will want you to be well. And it sounds like people, like, it sounds you're saying you're working alone, but if you go away for a bit and come back and people can tell you are better rested and you seem happier... They'll be like, wow, you look great. I'm so glad you're better. You know? That's it. That's it. Like, yeah. I, and again, it can be hard to to do that, but you just should take that time, especially because it sounds like you've already done the trickier parts of the steps. Mm. It sounds like you've done all the other stuff already and you've gone to the GP and you've got your psych appointments. So that's just literally the work element is just the next step of that. Um, to make it easier to digest for you to, to work your way through it, that's just the next practical step is go to GP, get psych referral, go see psych, take time off to see psych and maybe another extra day using the George method of two days off. Yeah. Um, to give give yourself off time good. off. To, like even if even if you're feeling, you know, once you get through this patch and you're feeling better again, in a couple of months, just just give yourself a long weekend every now and again. It's it's something that I've- Long weekend's too obvious. Too obvious. You got to do no, no, Wednesday, t- Thursday, sorry. Tuesday, Wednesday. That's take the- annual leave over a long weekend. Just take annual leave on a Friday and a Monday, ah, give right, yourself okay. a four-day weekend. Just do it every now and again. I, it's something I've, I've, for the first time in ages, I've taken three weeks off over Christmas. I normally don't. I normally take like a little bit of time off, um, but I normally be like, oh, no, I'll just like work here and there. But it's like, no, take take time off. Do stuff. Like, enjoy, enjoy life. Don't work until death. 
The only thing I would say though, uh, I'm more, I'm all for the fake sick day because that's a one or two thing. But I do think in a system, people do can be a bit judgy when you like are too obviously like needing time off to look after yourself as legit as that is. So I think that's the part which maybe they have an issue with. So while I'm all for don't feel guilty in your head, there is the balancing act I say at the same time where it's like, yeah, in a system like that, in a business environment, you know, it is something which I can understand their issues there. Yeah. yeah. As well, separate to guilt. So, so kill guilt your boss. Uh, no, don't kill but your that's, boss. That, that's what I mean. So what do you do in that situation? Especially if you're new, like even if you're two months in, even a sick day is pushing it if you do too many. Like, it is a bit more of a difficult situation then, you know? Um, I would incorporate, and because this is something I considered doing in my last job before I left it, um, was I was like, hey, I have annual leave. I'm just going to plan one day off of annual leave for the next, like, several months. So I could just do a four-day week or even if it was a day off in the middle of the week. So I was like, I don't like working full-time, actually. This doesn't suit me at all. I really... I don't need the money that much. Like I, like it's, you know, extra money is nice, but if I'm making more money, I end. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spending it on trying to have fun or do up the joy damage I took from doing five days a week. I'm like, it ends up cancelling itself out at some point. And I figured out that full time is when it starts cancelling itself out for me. Um, I will be happier and I don't I don't think I will spend as much money if I'm working less than full time. Because then you don't have any time. You end up buying your lunch. Like you, you, your time is my – anyway. See if you can <laughs> schedule annual leave and if it's – You can't take it, four days off a week for two no, months no, in a sorry. job. No, sorry. Do a four-day working week. So you take one day off a week. Yeah, but you I know can't, someone you used can't. to do that. You can't do that. No, you, you can. can. I know someone you, uh, you at my can. work. No business would be like, what? We didn't hire someone to be here four days a week. But they've given you annual be- leave, and it means that you're not going to take a big chunk off during a busy period. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, comes it with benefits its own- them. They, lo- they, they don't have the annual leave debt sitting there, yeah. and you're still working most weeks. Yep. Um, and if they ask why, make something up or take up a hobby and say that that whole day is for hobby. You know, like, be like, oh, I'm taking a class or, oh, I have to – I've been asked to babysit that week or something. Like, 
Like, or you don't have to tell them anything. It's your annual leave day. I'm very strong about this. You Fuck don't the have system. To say anything. If, I'm just saying, if you're in a position. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. I, again, I've gone. The pandemic has made me go very hard in one direction. <laughs> Good, and it yeah, should. burn it all down. Yeah. No, look, that's what I'm saying. The guilt side, forget that, caring about it that way, and they don't give a shit about you. But even you're in the system, you have to, like, work with what that system's going to think yeah, of you and you stuff do. like sure, that. And, that, sure. that, that and that's what really I mean, valid. where it's a bit harder. Yeah, to, you don't want it you know, to affect the way people treat you at work if your business is like that. Um, but but don't feel bad ever because they're no, fucking oh – they don't God, give a shit about it. That's what I'm saying. Bad. That's the two sides which I'm trying to, like, <laughs> highlight there, I guess, the two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Look, alternatively, I've been in a position before where I was doing a job at a time where my mental health wasn't the most bonzer it had ever been. In fact, it was probably the least bonzer it had ever been. And kind of love job- referring to mental health in terms of its level of bonzerness. Yeah, well, I think that's really how it ends up happening, isn't it? You're just like, oh, we're about a two out of ten on bonds. But for me at that time, I had the same thing. Um, looking back on that job, it was a wonderful job. I really liked that job. I really liked the people in it. I've thought about returning to it one day because it was really nice. But in that point of my life, I was not doing well. Work was not helping it. It was making it worse. And then I spoke to people in my life who were like, why do you? Why are you doing this job? Because it, at the time, didn't realise it was the mental health that was not Bonzer. And it was like, you are really stressed all the time. Why do you keep this job? And I was like, well, to make money. And then I was like, ah, and I quit on Monday. And I was in a position <laughs> where I had like, and I will say, I had saved heaps. I had, I had savings. And so I was able to do that. And I am so, so lucky, so privileged to be able to do that. But I quit. I was like, it is, my mental health is more important and I will, you know, drain my savings dry over this. And now I'm working to get them back up again. But that's, you know, that's the decision I made. I don't regret it one bit. Um, Again, really, really lucky to be able to do that. Not everyone can do that. Um, But even just like taking a different job. You know, it sounds like you're in a. You've said that you're in a senior position. Have you considered just doing a job where the stakes just don't exist, where you can make enough money to get by and then go back to a different job at another time? Because that's an option. Like I know people who have done really high level positions and then just done like a retail job for a bit, and they're like, "Wow, this is relaxing work because I'm not responsible for things. I'm not like the pressure is so much less, and obviously the pay is different, but yeah." yeah. I know someone who used to be a nurse that went into doing a job um, in an office. And the person training them was like, wow, you're not stressed at all. They're like, yeah, well, if I set this up, no one dies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too is that I don't know what your job is, but but unless unless you were, you know, no one's going to die, I don't think. Yeah. Like, well, it, I, think it'll, I think it'll be fine. I genuinely do. Also, you can quit. But I understand if you don't want to. But just know that it's an option. And if you're choosing not to quit, that's fine. But know that's why you're choosing not to quit. Correct. And that, yeah, that's what I was going to like. Cause in, I reckon it's that sh- classic how to solve it step by step. So it's like fake two day sickness. That's the first step. <laughs> and then like start doing everything on the path of like, otherwise I have to quit. And that's the end point. So just do everything before it and realize that's an option as well. That's yeah. a kind of makes you feel yep. like you're more in control then being like, okay, here's all the t- tricks I can use before I get to that, before I feel like I'm draining it, before I feel like I'm annoying them, like do everything and just line it up and then just work through that list. I think that's, that's a really good point. My engineer brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Make a list and cross it off. Fake sick day. And then, yeah. Yeah, recognizing the choice is really good. I think um, 
especially when the brain is playing silly buggers, it can feel like because you don't really have a choice in those things, it feels like the choice has sort of gone from your life. But if you can see everything that you are doing every day, like get out of bed, go to work, pick up the phone, like every single one of those is a choice and you could choose not to do it. And if you choose to do it, amazing. If you choose not to do it, okay, might have some consequences, but everything you get to pick and it does make you feel a lot more in control or not, not make you feel more in control. It realizes the control that you do have in your life and you do have in your day to day. And then when you make those really positive decisions or those decisions that you want to make, you're like, no, actually I am going to work because I want to go to work. I am going to make myself lunch because I want to, or I'm going to buy myself lunch because I want to. It makes you feel a lot nicer. And it it's almost like it, it reminds me of like that gratitude practicing stuff where you're like, I'm this is what I'm grateful for, but it's it makes you realize all the things that you have control over, all the choices you're making for yourself and why you're making them. So it's like, no, I want to eat something really nice. I'm gonna buy my lunch. You're like, hey, I want to save money, I'm gonna make myself lunch. It's all it's always really positive. And it like highlights all your values. I guess oh, and, and this comes up as well where people are like, Oh, I have to go see this person or relative or someone they don't really like. And it's like I have to, and it's like but you don't have to and you could stay home and you could ghost that person and never speak to them again. They're like, oh, but I want to because that's the nice thing to do. It's like, cool, you are making a decision to be kind. Like that is a value you have. That rules. Like embrace that. Don't feel bad for making the choice you want to make. And then also don't make choices you don't want to make. Correct. (laughs) Don't make larger choices you don't want to make, yeah. Like (laughs) even if your day-to-day involves annoying ones, if it's for something where you're choosing, yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like that's some stoicism or something. That's a philosopher or something, I think. I don't know. Yeah. If you know which philosopher we're ripping off, tweet us at Happy Little Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Our next question for today Hi, guys. Recently, a friend of mine passed away, and I'm honestly struggling to deal with the loss. I've booked into a GP to get a mental health plan, and once I get that, I'm going to see a therapist about the issue, but I also wanted to get your take on it. I'm in my early 20s and so was the friend that passed away. I'm really struggling with feelings of guilt of not being around and seeing her more before she passed on. I know the pandemic has posed a whole lot of issues and as someone who lives in Geelong and she was in Melbourne, contact was hard to make, but I am still struggling with knowing I could have had more time with her than I have. I guess I'm reaching out because I don't really know where to turn and it hurts to know that the person I love so much isn't here anymore. Any advice you can give me would be much appreciated. Thank you so much. P.S. Tom. This is why my pledge has taken so long and I'm getting it all off tomorrow. Keep an eye on the How Good's Footy inbox. <laughs> uh, I will. <laughs> I will. So uh, what, what's what that are you doing, for us who uh, aren't in the How Good's Footy podcast? Uh, so that's a very dumb footy podcast. But one of the rules of How Good's Footy is if your team wins the grand final, you've made the pledge. And uh, last year and the year before, the pledge was to shave your head. Uh, we shaved Sean's head on air after Brisbane won the AFLW Premiership. So um, I'm not sure which I'm not sure which flag you're shaving for, but uh, I completely understand why it's been delayed. And sorry, we may have hassled you on our podcast. Um, <laughs> take as much time as you need to pledge, but I'm, I'm glad you're pledging. So that's, that's the done pledge. The pledge we've done for next season is we're all going to get tattoos, which is just, <laughs> that's forever, baby. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. exciting. Anyway. That's, <laughs> yeah. Back to the more serious thing. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, I can actually talk to this a little bit as someone who's had someone pass away who was close to. And the first thing I would say, and it was weird because I remember thinking it and feeling it and then seeing it in everyone else and being like, wow, this is so fucking stupid. Um, it was the because he passed, he died. Uh, he was out. He rode a bike and got hit by a car, basically. Um, 
fully random thing, completely absurdly random. There's nothing, like there's nothing, but in your head, even though I don't talk to him every day at all, I talk to him like once a week or whatever, not even, sometimes it go longer, a lot longer actually. I, I had had a fluke of seeing him at least a couple of times the few weeks previous, but um, in my head I was like, oh, if only I'd somehow just, the last time I'd seen him, maybe if I'd chatted to him three minutes longer, he this butterfly effect wouldn't have happened. Maybe if only I'd messaged him on that day in the morning, like you're still making it about you almost in a weird way. And like everyone involved when someone passes away can feel that about like not spending enough time, feel like I could have done something different with them. You're not like alone in that. And that's such an emotional thing where you're like, fuck, I should have done this. Should have done this. It's like, it's just, it just happens. Like you can't, like you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And all you can take from it, again, like with him again, it's like, oh man, I just, like the week before he came and he was meant to hang out and then he did, yeah. But yeah, all you can do is take it from here. But like, you can't be angry at all that past stuff because that's done. Like, you can't really do anything about it. And like, it's not as big as maybe, like, firstly, everyone's thinking that. <laughs> Literally, everyone is thinking that right now uh, who engages the person. So, yeah, that's that's the, that's my first thought seeing that. Um yeah, it's crazy. How much your emotion just says it every time. It's, yeah. Like, I literally, like, I could have messaged him and then it wouldn't have. It's like, fucking idiot. <laughs> it's not idiot, though. Yeah. And I think things like that are a testament to how much you loved the person. And it, it comes back to that thing of control again where you, you center yourself because you're like, but I'm in control of my body. I have no control over what happened. But what if, what if I had done something that could have, like, my control could have affected it? And I think the... As obvious as it is, I think the main takeaway is that if you knew, you would have. Like it having all those thoughts of like, oh, I should have done this, you only ever have those after something has happened and you have hindsight. Um, in any situation where you're like, oh, I should have locked the door or something. Like all mm. of them, you only ever have that from having learnt and having think, oh, I I now know something that I didn't know about the past and now I wish I could change the past. But it it, it's just not it's not possible and you only yeah. have that thought because you cared about the person and that if you had known what was going to happen you absolutely would have done something differently because and we all would that is that's so normal and that's so that's so fine like i've i've had the experience where i uh declined to see someone who died the next week um and if i had known of course i would have gone to see them of course i would have done something different but then I think of you know if 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 I had known then I would have told them something and I would have done this and I would have done that and the entire thing ends up becoming so almost like there's no mundane way to look at it because when you think about if I had known that they were gonna if they if they were gonna die or this this thing was gonna happen then you put yourself in the past with all this extra knowledge and there's there's no way that it becomes a normal situation. Even, even yeah. if you're not doing all the things to try and stop their death or prevent it and, you know, we can think of, you know, if I had one more day with this person, I just want to laugh with them. I just want to do all these really normal things. But that is just echoes of how much you cared about the person. It's it's just a sign of your love and all the things you loved doing with them. It's not, it's, yeah, which is just our brains scrambling to have some control over something so horrifically unfair. Yeah. yeah. Like, even with you saying that, I just remembered a very traumatizing thing that happened to me when I was uh, a little bit younger. It's very horrible. Basically, a uh, loved one uh, passed away and I was meant to call and I didn't. And, like, one of the last things he was saying was, where's George? <laughs> Full fucked up. Now, oh. I could make that not mean as much because uh, it's a horrible, horrible thing and I can just 
attribute it to the randomness of the universe. But a part of me actually has made myself feel guilty about that forever. And uh, forever, forever, I'm going to feel guilty about that. And that's kind of a choice as well, funnily enough. So I'm kind of cool with feeling guilty about that forever in a fucked up kind of way. Because it's not traumatized. It's not something which is like bringing me down. But like, I think that was a piece of shit move. And I can't ever let it go in terms of... uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the other side of it as well. But I'm making a choice there. I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. I'm attributing the importance to it. So yes, Cass, what you're saying there. Yeah. I, but, uh, but this is yeah. like, and like, I don't know about your case personally, but for some people, like holding that feeling is a way to honor that person. And I don't think that that is always the best expression of it because it will make you feel like shit and um as we are learning now with all the sort of research that's coming out your body holds on to trauma and it does affect the vessel you reside in so i wouldn't recommend it and if you've booked in to see a therapist they're going to be able to talk you through all of the best ways to process things and how to sort of make peace with this deeply fucked thing that has happened i think that's think that's the weirdest thing where you just have those scrambling moments in your brain where most things in life, you know, you have time to, you know, you'll get another chance or you'll have something that you can do or you have someone you can call. Like we are really lucky in that as social creatures, we can always, you know, get a bit of help for something or get a bit of leeway on something that goes wrong. So when something goes wrong, you usually have someone you can turn to. But when things like this, it's death is very final. So there's nothing and our brains just scramble and there's no one else we can turn to unless we get angry at someone so we turn it inwards (laughs) because there's no one we can ask for help with this thing it's not like we've crashed our car and we can't call someone to be like come pick me up or even if you get into really deep trouble you have a lawyer like all we have all these systems where someone will help us when we need our help the most and this one it is past the point of help there's nothing we can do and our brains just fry themselves trying to make sense of it because that's not how things happen in our day-to-day life but uh, there's, there's also the like the other way to just boil it down completely mm-hmm. is in these kind of scenarios uh, more times never enough unless that time is is forever there's and and this sounds cold and harsh but there is no time that you would have added to the memories and the life that you had with this person that would be enough. So you will always want, I wish I had have had more time. So don't beat yourself up about it because you'll, you'll think that and it'll be there and it'll hang around and, and, and that's, that's part of it. The, the friendships and relationship you have is that you will always want more time with the people that you truly care about and that you truly love and you won't get an infinite amount of time because the universe is rude and um, doesn't let us do that yet. We'll get there. Um, so, so close. If we're so close. Um, so yeah, the the idea that oh, but if I had have had more time, well, if you had have had more time, you would have still wanted more time. So don't beat yourself they trained up about it. A bit. it. Yeah, <laughs> they trained it. Just you know, it's like twelve hours. Like you get an awkward silence. You're like, all right. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, I wish I had had more awkward silences. You know, like yeah, don't don't beat yourself up about not having enough time because you went the way the universe is built is you will never have enough time. But now. What you get to have is you get enough time to remember them and you get enough time to reflect them. And I was listening to someone talk about death the other day um, on my journey of being trying to get better at being okay with death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and someone was talking about that everybody dies twice. Um, we die, you know, first of all, when we die, and then you die the last person someone says your name. So as long as you're keeping this person's name in your mind, in your heart, in stories with friends, and you're remembering them, then you, they're not they, they're gone, and it's completely different. And, you know, it's not the same, but it is something. Um, and it's something that you can, you know, take time to have. Um, but it also sounds like you've done all the steps to be like, okay, I need, I need help and support with this. So, so you'll, you'll be okay, um, through this. Just, just know that, that it's not, it's not your fault. That's not, you didn't actively stuff this up. I mean, you've, you've had distance in between you and also COVID. Um, and look, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say they probably knew. They absolutely knew that you cared about them. So people tend to know. Like we know. Like I know that people care about me. So um, don't don't make it your personal vendetta that you didn't invent a time machine. Mm. Um, because, you know, you didn't. And that's okay. Buddy Tom dropping some quotes to some poetry or something. <laughs> Typical. That's beautiful, Tom. Beautiful. Very beautiful. But I do think, like, uh, to go kind of next to that, as I uh, agree, um, like, and I don't know if this helps, but I, it helped me a lot. It, it felt a bit bad at the same time as feeling good, but, like, whatever you're feeling, everyone feels, and everyone feels it, and everyone, like, all your other people to them will feel that about them as well. So, for me, I was like, there was an ego thing. I was like, oh, actually, fuck, I couldn't have, yeah, everyone's thinking this exact same thing, but this feels like such a my emotion, so... I think, I don't know, that it can feel a bit weird at the start because you're like, ah, oh, this isn't me, you know, my unique flower emotion. But then you're like, actually feels better because you're like, ah, oh, everyone feels the same sort of shitty or the same sort of good with it. So, I mean, use that. Talk to people that are friends with them. Like, they'll probably relate to you if they, if you know them. That would be my, that's my go-to. People come together in tragedy. You, got, you always come together in tragedy. That's the yeah human condition. So, yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, I've been Cass. I've been George. And I've been Tom. And we're still fine. We hope you are too. And I feel a bit worse now. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what the goal of the podcast is, George. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us for some very unprofessional advice that goes beyond just go to therapy feel free to email us on happylittlepod at gmail.com and make sure you put somewhere in the email okay to air if you're happy to have us discuss it on the show. Hope you have a great day. You're not alone. We love you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.